Please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. How are you today, my friends? Hey, before we even start, I got to tell you, we're starting to get listeners from around the world. That's right, around the world. We've got listeners in Australia, Japan, Ireland, Germany, the list goes on. Not to mention U.S. and Canada, and even someone from Turkey. Can you believe that? It's amazing. And you know what? It's all because of you, because of the people that write in and give me these suggestions to talk about, and we're helping other people. For example, I got a letter, well, an email on Saturday, and it was this long letter. And the only reason I knew what it was about is because he wrote it to admin at famousapple.com, and he put on it, attention, Jimmy Apple. I read this letter, and I'm trying to make heads or tails out of it because it's long, it's single-spaced, and the gist I could get from the letter was the fella has been, or had been in a hospital battling mental disease for the longest time, and he had just come home, and somehow he found us, and at the very end of it, he says, thank you for helping me, and I was like, I was taken back. You should be as well, because that we're a community. It's not just me doing this. It's all of us together. There's somebody that we we actually helped. So, now I'll ask you my regular questions. Have you been taking your medication as prescribed? Have you been keeping your doctor's appointments? How about therapy? Have you done what the therapist told you to do? Are you doing your exercises at home like you're supposed to? I'm sure you have. Nobody wants to be stuck in a bed. Nobody wants to be sick. Nobody even likes to be disabled, that's for sure, right? But... Here we are, and I I just hope you're following all the directions that you have to. This week we're going to talk about a couple of things, but one thing, one thing that's been bothering me, and I guess because it's the anniversary of a couple of things, but I'm going to talk about suicide. Have you ever had anyone close to you, a, a family member, a friend, commit suicide? Unfortunately, I have. I've had a couple of people that I was very good friends with back in my younger days that did take that final leap, that final exit. There's one friend of mine, Mark. Mark and I were very good friends. We became friends when we were teenagers. Both of us rode motorcycles, and we used to take these trips. Oh, on the weekends, we'd go out to Pennsylvania. We'd go up to Connecticut, Massachusetts. We'd take these day trips. Oh, we had a lot of fun. We hung out. We became really fast and good friends. Well, this one night, we were in a park, and we are listening to a concert. He decided, ah, I'm going to go home because I got some things to do in the morning. So he left. And on his way home, he got hit by a bus. Yep, a bus. Not only did the bus hit him, but it ran him over. By anyone's imagination, he would have been dead from that, but he survived. And he was crippled from the waist down. He lost some use of his hands. He had to wear a colostomy bag. 
Believe it or not, other than that, he was okay. Mentally, he was the same Mark that I knew. He still had the same sense of humor. This guy was a guy, he'd give you the shirt off his back if you asked him. To look at him, he'd look like he might rip the shirt off your back along with your arms. But he was a nice, nice guy. There was no other way to describe him. He was now in a wheelchair, and he didn't let that, that keep him down. I mean, he spent a lot of time in the hospital, a lot. But once he was out, he didn't let the wheelchair keep him down. As a matter of fact, he embraced it and he learned how to do wheelies with it. And <laughs> It's just Mark. That's just the way he was. It was an obstacle, but he jumped that obstacle. That's the, just the way it was. You could have put anything in front of him. He was jumping it. There was no, nothing holding him back. They told him that he'd never be able to drive a car. Well, he showed them. He put hand controls in his cars. He was driving around with the best of them. He got a big settlement, and he moved his family out of the city just up next county, and he bought a two-family house. And upstairs is for his parents and his sister, and downstairs was his. He converted the downstairs into all handicapped accessible, handicapped counter heights, you know, for the wheelchair, wide doorways. Again, having having your own place is an obstacle. He jumped over it and he just accepted it and he built it the way he had to. Like I said, I don't know how else to explain it. He was just amazing to me. Well, as time went on, he found this girl who he thought loved him and he fell head over heels about her and came to me one day and he says, Jimmy, I'm getting married. I said, get out of here. Yeah, I'm getting married. When? Oh, he says, I'm getting engaged tonight, but I'm getting married. I was like, you're pretty, you're pretty sure of yourself. He says, we already discussed it. That night, he went, gave it a ring, calls me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Happy as a cat that just ate the bird, and he's telling me, well, that's it. I'm getting married. I was like, good for you, Mark. Good for you. A couple of weeks go by, and he's making all these plans for his wedding, and he's uh, he's more excited than I, I don't know what. But things started to cool off a little bit with his girlfriend. And see, the girl, the girl liked him, but I think she was more in love with his money. Mark had this guy that used to help him out, used to do odd jobs for him around the house and, you know, polish his car and everything. Mark gave him a couple of bucks here and there. It turned out that not only did he have a, a sweet spot for the girlfriend, the girlfriend had a sweet spot for him. And to make a long story short, Mark found out that there was more than just friendly talk between the two of them, and the engagement was off. It was only a day or two after that that Mark was found in his apartment, overdosed on drugs. He made it over every other obstacle. He didn't let anything get him down, but this did it. This put him over the edge. And it was sad. It was, it was very sad. And I remember going to the funeral. And I'll be I'll be honest. I I cried like a baby. He was a good friend. It just it seemed so senseless to me at that point. And someone, one of the member of his family, came up and he says, "Well, he says Mark died the way he lived, very fast." And I just looked and I was like, "Wow, how can you even feel that way?" And it seemed like the the family member had no feelings towards him. About a month had gone by, and I was riding home from work and going through the neighborhood, and I, the cemetery was still open, so I went into the cemetery, and I sat and I had a talk with my old friend. Suddenly, it hit me. I didn't feel bad anymore. I wasn't feeling bad for, for Mark anymore. As a matter of fact, I was pissed off at Mark. I was seriously pissed off at Mark. How could he do that? How could he How could he just end it like that? That's like the coward's way out. He could have talked to anyone, his family. He could have talked to me. He could have talked to a lot of people that he could have talked to, but he didn't. He chose to do this, to take the coward's way out. And I'm mad at him. You know why? I'm missing a friend. Now, if someone had gone and killed him, God, I would have went after the person that killed him. 
but he killed himself. How do I go after him? How do I do that? I'm just mad. I'm mad that he did this. I'm mad that he did it to his family. I'm mad that he did it to me. I'm mad that he did it to himself. Suicide, you may think that's a, an escape. It's not an escape. What do you think? All of a sudden, your problems are just poof, all gone? There's more ramifications if you're a religious person to committing suicide than the minute problems that you have here on earth. Me personally, I don't believe in all this euthanasia for that people are suffering in pain, they say. There's enough pain medication here to help a person through. You know, you're put on this earth for a reason. Who are you to say, well, the reason's up, the reason's over? That's not our calling. I lost a friend, and I'm mad at him. I'm mad at him 50 years later. Well, I want you all to get a pen and a paper, if you would, and I want you to write down this number. It's 1-800-273-8255. It's 1-800-273-8255. That's the number to the Suicide Prevention Hotline. You know, there's nothing that can't be solved by talking it out. Nothing. You have a problem, talk talk to someone. If you think you, you needed to see a professional, ask your doctor. Whatever you do, don't pull that dark cloud up over you. You know, it's bad enough that you're thinking about it. You know, it affects a lot of people that are disabled. You know it yourself. You're jumping over the hurdles. You're getting through it. But after a while, sometimes you get tired of jumping. You get tired of trying. And that's when there's a problem. That's when there's a major problem. We can't let it we can't let it beat us down like that. So please, take that number. I'm going to give it to you again. It's 1-800-273-8255. Keep that number handy. Keep it next to your night table, near your phone. Keep it on the, on the refrigerator. Keep it in your pocket. And if things ever, ever feel like they're getting so bad that you want to check out, please call them. Talk to someone. You know what? Call your family. Call your friends, call anybody, but just don't do that. You know, don't take the coward's way out. Believe me, you don't want to do this. This is something that's final. It's absolutely final. There's no way of coming back from it. And you're not just hurting yourself. You're hurting everybody, everybody that loves and cares for you. You may think you ran away from your problems, but you just put a whole bunch of problems on everyone around you. You've taken a piece. You've left a big hole in them. A hole that can't be filled because you're gone. Because you took the coward's way. Instead of standing up and facing your problems head on, you turned and ran. I know that you're better than that. No one should turn and run. No one should be a coward. Think of your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your wife, your husband, your kids. Is this what you want to do to kids? There's nothing, nothing in the world that could be that bad that you want to check out. Nothing. Think about others. Think about what you're leaving behind. All right, we're going to take a break now. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute. Go over, visit www.famousapple.com, but please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. Hey, I'm sorry if that was a little bit dark, but it's something that does have to be said sometimes. Some people just feel like they've hit rock bottom, and the truth is you haven't. You know, like I always say, things can always be worse. 
All right, let's move on a little bit here. Remember last time we were together, I told you about the diabetic shoes. And I, I, I was a little bit wrong. I said that the styles weren't that good. Well, this week, I went on to the website. The name of the company that makes the shoes is Dr. Comfort. And that name couldn't be truer because my shoes are very comfortable. So what I think you should do is go on their website and take a look at them. It, their website name is shopdrcomfort.com. That's shop, S-H-O-P, Dr. D-R. Comfort, C-O-M-F-O-R-T dot com. It's all one word. And just go on there. Take a look at the styles they have. Read the website because it tells you about the shoes and what you need from your doctor. See, you can't just walk into a shop and say, I want a pair of those Dr. Comfort shoes and then just give a bill to your insurance company because they're not going to pay it. In order for the insurance company to pay any money towards the shoes, the shoes have to be medically necessary. Okay, that means your doctor has to put a diagnosis down for it and write a prescription for the shoes. Now, I don't know any doctor that works with diabetics that would refuse to give you a prescription for these shoes. This is one of your best defenses against diabetic ulcers. Your feet are the ones that usually get affected first. Now, for me, I have peripheral neuropathy. And before I lost my left leg, I had these shoes and they were comfortable. It beat wearing the sneakers and the dress shoes. You didn't even know you had them on. Very, very comfortable shoes. So it's something to look at. Take a look at the website and read about it. Another thing, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm on an insulin pump. I'm what they call a brittle diabetic. A brittle diabetic means that you don't get your sugars under control. The insulin pump has made life so much easier for me. So much less painful, to be honest. I hate needles. I have tattoos up and down my arms, but I despise needles. And as an insulin-dependent diabetic, I had to give myself these shots. And after a while, when you're giving yourself six, seven, eight shots a day, you're looking for places that you haven't hit yet with the needle on, like your legs, your stomach, your arms. After a while, you're hitting the same spots over and over and over again. And it's painful. As anyone that has to do insulin shots knows, it gets painful. Well, with the insulin pump, you're only taking a needle, really, two, maybe three times a week versus a hundred times, if you were like me. But two, three times a week, and it's in, it's over. You, The only thing you do is you check your sugar throughout the day. But it frees you up so much so that you know the deal. If you're a diabetic, if you're going out to dinner, you got to bring your needle with you, you got to bring your insulin, you got to check the carbs. It, it's a pain in the butt. You have to go into the bathroom because you don't want to start shooting up at the table. <laughs> but I don't mean shooting up, but you know what I mean. You don't want to do that at the table. So you, you have to get up, go to, the, go to the restroom, do it in the restroom. It's a royal pain. Now, if you have the, the insulin pump, you look at what you're going to eat for dinner, figure out the carbs, how much it's going to be. And then you just punch that number into the insulin pump, hit go, and put the pump back in your pocket. You're done. It's giving you the insulin that you need for your meal. It's phenomenal. No no more sticking yourself with insulin needles. And one, two, three, push the numbers in, it's done. It's something. Next time you're at your endocrinologist or even your family doctor, bring it up to them and see what they say. They may say, no, you don't need it yet. Or they may say, you know, that's a good idea. And it's not hard. It looks hard to do, but it's definitely not hard to do. Not at at all. Now, another thing too, you have to realize as a diabetic, your kidneys are always under attack. Last time I was in the hospital when I had a stroke, they found out that I also have stage three kidney disease. 
That means that I'm spilling a lot of protein and sugar into my urine, a little bit of blood. There is no repair. There is no getting back from kidney disease. Once you have it, you have it. I don't want to go to stage four or stage five. Stage five is the worst. But stage four, stage five is when you have to start looking at dialysis. And I really don't want to do that. I don't know anybody, any dialysis patient that really wants to do it. I mean, it's going to save my life. If I have to, then I have to. Another thing too, if you're a diabetic, I always ask when they're going to do an A1C test, I ask them if I can do a urine test as well. I even bought a kit for at home. They sell them in the drugstore. You know, and I wouldn't bank 100% on them, but it gives you an idea. You can dip your own urine at home. I know it sounds a little bit disgusting, but anyone that's a diabetic knows what I mean. And you can, can give those results to your doctor too and see what he thinks or she thinks. But you have to be proactive. The doctors can only do so much. You have to be proactive with your health. So it can't hurt to ask. Now for my weekly rant. <laughs> you know, they say that there's a war on drugs in this country. And now they're worried about an opioid crisis and it's killing people and drugs are killing people and it's the scourge of the 21st century and we have to take care of it and we have to eliminate it. Okay, so I agree. But it blows my mind when a place like Philadelphia opens up a safe place for you to go and shoot up heroin or you to go and take your opioids, or you to go to exchange your needles. I thought you wanted to get rid of it. Why, why the hell are you helping people do it? My God. You know, it's hypocritical. You're going to give them safe, safe place to shoot up. So what happens? Why don't you give them a place to go and not shoot up? We're giving them the means to shoot this junk into their body, whether by mouth or by needle or smoking it. We're giving them the means to do it and then complaining that there's too many junkies in the world, too many people dying from it. So what are they going to do in this room? They're, they're not going to stop you. Are they going to measure how much heroin you should shoot into your arm? Are they going to take your height and your weight and pull it up for you? Oh, you should only have three cc's of heroin today. You're a little bit overweight. No, they're not. They're giving them a needle. They're saying, go for it. They're going to watch you shoot it up. They're going to watch as you fall on the floor and overdose. And then they'll come out to give you a shot of Narcon. You'll wake up. You'll shake it off. You go outside. You come back in. You shoot it up again. It's a circle. And then you get places like California where they have, on the corners, they, they substitute needles. Yeah, give me a dirty needles. Here's a clean one. Go shoot up. Have fun. Or you get, let's legalize pot. The gateway drug to all of this. Come on. How much of a hypocrite can we be? Our society is turning upside down. Do you realize this? We have to stop this. We have to stop the drug abuse. It's ridiculous. All right, well, that's my rant. All this drug talk bothers me. I know like you, you, you take a lot, you have to take a lot of medication. I always say, how can people want to feel like this sometimes when you take these, these pain meds? It's like you zoned out. I just don't understand it. But anyway, we've run a little bit long here. So I do want to thank you. I do want you to write in. Give us your suggestions for topics for the podcast. Believe me, we'll use them. And we're setting up this weekend so that we can do the interviews and we want you to be a guest on the podcast. Write us at admin at famousapple.com. That's admin at famousapple.com. Write us there and you can tell us a topic that you want to discuss or a question that you have. And we'll research it. We'll research the questions. We'll look at the topics and we'll put them on the podcast. We'll put them on the website as well. This is our community. This is friends helping friends. We're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to help each other through it. That's what we're all about. Well, thank you for listening this week. And I will be talking to you very soon. Have a great week, my friends. 
Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.